Are y'all ready to get this started? Three, two, one. Let's get it. Here we go. Introducing the Chuleta Brothers Podcast. Chuleta Brothers Podcast. Two brothers from another mother. Drinking, talking sports TV, pop culture, and sharing funny hood stories. Representing Washington Heights, New York City. Rolling out new episodes every week. Available on all major podcast platforms. What's going on, people? Chuleta Brothers coming through. This is episode, I guess, the second episode of The Last Dance, um, which we've been doing specials for... Uh, the Michael Jordan docu-series called The Last Dance. It's all This this episode for Archuleta Brothers fans are all based on uh, Michael Jordan. So it's all basketball, sports, NBA, or whatever. So so yeah, so uh, Chuleta Lee's in the house. Uh, today is May 21st. I got Chuleta Al on the phone lines. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Going on, and we got our homeboy Milton, Millie Mill. What's up? What's up? What's going on, fellas? So yeah, so hopefully um, we're doing the podcast now. Um, at some point, maybe we'll have my uh, cousin Richie join, like last time, or uh, Santi Sensation join the call. Um, but yeah, so this podcast, we're letting you guys know, is all based on the last. Dance, which is based on Michael Jordan's docuseries on ESPN. Um, and then, uh, well, we'll probably maybe talk about it at the end. But in case, because uh, I've been drinking a little bit, in case I forget, we're going to try to do another one on Undertaker, which will be called, uh, what is it called, Al? The Last the last Ride. The Last Ride. So anybody who's listening to this and wants to jump on board for the Undertaker one and they're watching it, uh, we could do that, and that'd be all totally wrestling. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah. Today's May twenty first. I'll give it up to my boy Milton, who pretty much hosted the last one, so he could take over. All right, cool, cool. So I'm gonna start off with uh, the next episode from last podcast that we covered, which was episode seven. And uh, what happened in the episode was uh, it started out with a reporter asking Jerry Krause a question that pissed Jerry off about the backstabbing happening behind the scenes. He didn't care for that question. He left. He just left. Uh, Then it talked about it showed the first playoff series against the Nets. The Bulls won. They swept them. Um, It started talking into the episode really went into um, Michael Jordan's relationship with his father, um, how close they were. Um, talking about his death, obviously, where he was missing for three day, three weeks, and then they found his car, and then found his father, unfortunately, 
um, killed. Um, after that, it affected Michael Jordan so much that he announced his retirement, even though uh, they mentioned that um, Michael Jordan had talked to his father about leaving the game for a while because he wanted to go play baseball and he was tired of being in basketball because of all the scrutiny and everything. Um, there was also a conspiracy theory that um, when he retired to play baseball, that it was actually David Stern suspending Michael Jordan for 18 months for gambling, which they all said that never happened. Um, and uh, what do you call it? So anyway, Michael Jordan went on to play with the White Sox, double-A ball to um, to control the press, not because of his, uh, uh, what do you call it, his level of expertise. Um, he had a 13-game hitting streak, and uh, he, he did okay, I guess. Uh, there was a part in the episode where Sports Illustrated was talking shit about Michael, so that he, so afterwards he never spoke to them again, gave him an interview. Um, then there was also a lot of talk about um, Michael Jordan uh, challenging his teammates on the Bulls. Um, he talked about how he used to try to get on Scott Burrell's case. Um, he tried to get him pissed off that he would fight him, but at the end of the day, he was uh, quote unquote too much of a nice guy. So, um, but the other teammates did say that he was a tough guy to play with and, and everything. And then, um, the first season without Michael Jordan, when he went to play baseball, Tony Kukoc was the person who stepped up. Um, and then, uh, what do you call it? There was a point where Pippen, he got pissed off during a Knicks game because he wasn't giving the last shot against the Knicks. Um, even though the Knicks ended up beating them anyway in seven games. So... I don't know if you guys remember that episode. Um, if you did, what did you think? That's a fucking good summary, first of all. Shit. Good Thank job, you. man. <laughs> Yo, now I know who to cheat from if I got to do a book report. Yo, for real. <laughs> the cliff notes. The million. Yo, that's good. Yeah, I, I write these notes when I'm watching it, man. That's up. good. <laughs> yeah, man. You probably have but, to do the Undertaker yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, that's good. Uh, so, so I'm sorry. So, Milton, what you said, what we thought of the episode? Yeah, what you thought of the episode. Um, you know, there was a couple of messed up things in the episode with the father's death. You know, like they were saying that it might have been related to Jordan's gambling because mm -hmm. of the guy that was involved or whatever. Because I think Jordan, he was playing golf with some guy and the guy was into some shady shit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then just the whole baseball thing. I mean, what you guys thought about it? So... I'm going to get into um, the baseball thing because I remember it. So he was retiring, supposedly retiring. Or like you said, Milton, they were thinking it was David Stern that suspended, you know, one of the biggest superstars for 14 to 18 months, which would be ridiculous because at the time, that's when NBA was getting so popular, actually going overseas. I don't see David Stern doing that to a player, you know, um, at that time, yeah, you had Magic Johnson, but he was almost out. Larry Bird was almost out, so you really only had Jordan. So I don't see David Stern at the NBA suspending their number one player for 18 months, no matter what he was doing outside the league, which it wasn't even, he, he didn't do a Pete Rose, you know what I'm saying, if you guys know about the baseball thing. Um, he was just... He like he liked enjoying doing gambling in casinos. Even when he went, even when he golfed with his friends, he was always 
doing side bets. That's like us when we playing basketball. Yo, I bet you a dollar I could shoot it from here and shit like that. Like we bet a dollar, they're betting thousands. So I don't see nothing wrong with that. Now the whole baseball thing is like you were saying, Milton. Um, it was something that him and his father were talking about after him went in the second ring already. It was like it's something he wanted to do because actually that was the first sport his father put him in to play when he was a young kid. Good point. It was baseball, and I guess that was like. His father's dream to see his son be a baseball player. He didn't, he didn't visualize his son being the greatest basketball player of all time. He probably saw him as, like, one of the best baseball players. The thing mm-hmm. is, this motherfucker grew so tall that I've never seen, besides Randy Johnson, a tall baseball player like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 6'6", six, 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 going in like that. So, I got more about the baseball situation. But what do you think about that, Lee? Um, on the gambling stuff, his father's death, I think there's more to it. <clears throat> I heard, <clears throat> I heard of other podcasts, but more from a mafia guy. I forgot what his name. I think he's from the Genovese, whatever, that he does a whole bunch of podcasts and he talked about, I think it was in a Mike Tyson podcast that he talked about that Michael Jordan did, I think, all certain bets and he had some inside scoop that it could have had something to do with that? I think there's... I mean, who knows? Like, who knows? But it's just weird the way they they just um, murdered him. Uh, the father for like... Doesn't seem any real reason. Um, so, so, yeah. I think there's more into it in terms of his gambling. Um, but what I like from the docuseries, they didn't... You know, I like the docuseries because... Yeah, a lot of people now coming out with negative things, you know, like Pippin has stuff to say about it, Horace Grant, but they didn't really go so much into the negative side of his father, which I liked. Um, they didn't go into the gambling thing. Like I, I think it was good that it was still all positive. Um, so yeah, so that and then on the baseball side of stuff, um, yeah, who knows? Like I don't know. Was I know he wanted to do it for his father, but then. It's weird because his father passed away, and I guess he was close to his father. Like he couldn't play ball no more, so he had a he tried to do baseball. Um, and I mean, I I admire that he tried to do it. You know, from what I heard, he was taking the fucking um, bus rides with the team. So to be the best basketball player, highest paid, for you to then <clears throat> go down to the minor leagues and be like with. You know, like fucking double A and still be willing to, uh, you know, spend time learning a new sport and fucking, um, you know, traveling with the team on a bus when you're you're traveling probably on a private jet. I give him props for that. Uh, I give him props for trying. Um, You know, I think, you know, it was for him was probably another challenge. Like he felt probably with basketball's father passed. So I'm going to try to do something different. Um, he decided to do basketball. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to uh, Milton to answer the same question. But then after that, probably follow up for the, everybody here. Um, what you guys realistically think if he could have made it in baseball, given more time. So uh, Milton, I'll let you answer the question about the gambling and the baseball. And then we'll, we'll, we'll all give our opinions if we think he could have made it into the um, baseball, yeah, the 
wait, what was the question about the gambling? Like, didn't you ask me? Well, Albert did. <laughs> so Albert, you, you asked us like, do you think, do you how think, we felt about the gambling that, and how we felt about um, the baseball? Like, those are two big things in episode seven. Like how MJ thought about it or how I thought about yeah, it? Yeah, it don't matter. Either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if the gambling had anything to do with his father's death, but the thing is, it doesn't delve too much into it, so I, I can't really say, right? Um, I think it is kind of strange that he died like that, but, you know, who knows? Like, I, I think, um, like how MJ said, like, it was almost like a smear campaign that they were trying to connect it to his his. Um, gambling was kind of fucked up, like basically trying to say that he was the cause of his father's death. Um, but yeah, but they still like I think there's something fishy about it. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm sure it's a is a closed case by now because it's what like 20 years ago and shit. Yeah. Um, for the baseball thing, um, yeah, I mean, him going to baseball was that was kind of strange. I, I mean, I know he. Um, he did it as a kid, but like Al said, he was a tall motherfucker, and I, I, you know, it's I guess it's a different skill set for baseball. I don't know if that was part of his um, ego that he thought he could just go over there and not not like dominate the game, but be able to play it right because it's like you're taking a basketball and you're shooting into a hoop. But I don't know what the diameter is, and then you're going to like hit a ball like you know 100 miles an hour and try to hit that shit. It's like different eye coordination to it. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I mean, he's Michael Jordan, so he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. He could have played. Just like uh, now they're saying LeBron James could have played football for the Cowboys or some shit. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. Yeah. They're and they always, had LeBron, they always said LeBron was, like, you know, built like a football player. I think he played football, too, when he was yeah. a kid, right? Yeah. Be- yeah, he was playing for his high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but um, then to your question, Lee, about could he have been good if, if he would have kept on going? I mean, could he if, made it to the major I, leagues? I mean, he would definitely have the um, the what do you call it? The tenac- like you know, like the uh, focus to try to get there, right? Just like how he was with basketball. So I don't if if that's all he needed, and he kept on trying to be better and better because I think the coaches said that shit too, right? In the documentary, yeah, that he was like always. You know, in the batting cages and stuff like that. So I, I think he could have been there, but I don't know if he would have been a great player as he was in basketball. He would just been like a normal guy. It's just that he would have been Michael Jordan playing baseball. What do you think? So I- the thing, so the thing I got from this because I looked, I, uh, you know, I, I did a little research more into it um, when they were talking about the baseball because I remember they were showing the game sometimes at ESPN when he was playing for the Birmingham Barons. Um. He was 30, 31 at the time. That's about your average, you know, when you're almost at your prime. You know, if you start baseball, let's say at 23, 24, right? You, that means you have six, seven seasons in under your belt playing baseball, seeing every pitch, having so many at bats, this and that. Um, he only in his first year, um, he only had 457, 460 at bat. Actually, yeah, around the, around the 430s. So that's not even too, you know, that's not seeing a lot of baseball. Uh, I was watching a highlight. They never talked about when he first got into the minors, his first 13 games, he had a hit. 
he had a hitting streak. Yeah, yeah. So right off the bat, you know, he didn't. He went from playing basketball for ten years to going straight to baseball. He had to retrain his body with his trainer. Had to take it out that basketball mode to turn it into baseball mode, which they were doing, right? The only minor leaguer that was making two point three, almost three million dollars, because he was still under the Bulls' contract, because the owner of the Bulls was the owner of the White Sox, so he was still under that contract. So after thirteen games of a hitting streak, the pitcher started going, "Okay, fastball, fastball, fastball." That's all he knows. Let's fuck him up. Let's throw curveballs. Let's throw sliders. Let's throw this. Something yeah. that he didn't know because he haven't played since high school. So they were saying. Just imagine if with only 436 at-bats, right? And I have the stats here. He had, what, 51 RBIs, right? He had, uh, out of those RB hits, he had 88 hits. 17 of them were like doubles. One of them was like a triple, three home runs, 51 RBIs. 30 stolen bases, bro. 30 stolen bases for a guy that's 31 years old, bro. Yo, I, to be honest, and I'm sorry to cut you off, I didn't know his stats were that good. I thought he did his way stats worse. Are amazing. Yeah. No. It's because you know why? They didn't show us his first 13 games with the hidden streak. They started showing us, oh, Jordan struck out again. Jordan's this, that. Because we're used to Jordan winning championships, so they had to bring him away to bring him back down to earth. You know what I'm saying? So that was fucking up his head. He was like, yo, I got to do better. So that, like Milton said, he was in the batting cages. He was doing this. He was going more in. So they were saying, imagine if Jordan had a thousand more at-bats. A thousand more bats That's maybe like one more season or two, right? He would have been not the greatest hitter or whatever, but he would have been in pace to at least know what a slider looks like, what a curveball looks like, you know, what a changeup and all that shit. Because mm-hmm. us right now, we won't know. All we know is, oh, fastball, I could hit that and shit like that. But we won't know what a curveball looks like when it's coming down the fucking pipeline. So Jordan, for me, I think he did good with a minor league team. And we forget that, that the following season, when he went back to basketball, Baseball had a strike, a lockout, that they were saying that they didn't want to, if the players didn't want to play, they were going to replace them with other players. And who do you think was the first person they asked? Fucking Michael Jordan. They were going to bring him up to the White Sox. And he was mm-hmm. like, yo, out of respect to the real baseball players, I'm not going to do that. I, I can't do that to them because that's their craft. They put their life and sweat to it not me my thing was basketball and that's when you saw him going back with bj armstrong shooting around and stuff like that me personally i think if he would have had the more at bat i think he would have made it to the major leagues but he's not going to be that michael jordan superstar status mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying me personally i don't know what you guys think i think he would have made it i think he would have made it i think his drive um would have forced him plus his name they would have gave him a shot. Um, I think he would have made it. I think he probably could have done something similar to... It would have took some time to like a Deion Sanders sort of kind of career. Not too many home runs. But he's going to steal bases, get hits, driving runs. Um, 
But yeah, I think he could have made it to the to not even I don't know who's Chicago's White Sox um who like which players were on the other team like at that during baseball. Like I don't know like you said a tall guy, the only person I could think tall that was thing but he was Bill was Frank Thomas. That Frank Thomas was like probably oh, yeah. six six. But I don't know those are Frank Thomas years, Robin Ventura years, but um I think if he would have stuck with him with baseball, he would have eventually made it um, some way, somehow. He would have had a chance. Um, of course, he's not going to be Michael Jordan uh, in baseball, but I think he, he yeah. would have made it. But knowing him and the drive that he's, uh, I do not want to lose, and this is not, and this is not in my blood. I got a feeling that once he got, a, he would have got that taste of the major league baseball. He would have took it to another level. Only if it was like for five years, because I don't think if you're 31, I don't think I could see him playing baseball to age of 38, 39. You know what I'm saying? And then we got to think about what positions he's going to play. Is he going to play first base? He was playing outfield, right? Yeah. He was playing outfield with the minor league team. But imagine when you come up to um, the majors, you're going to need that arm um, from outfield. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I could see him maybe as a first base, third base type of guy. That's what I saw him as. Um, but I think he would have done good in the Major League Baseball. Like, we would have saw good stats from him. Yeah, I, I think he, yeah, he would have, like I said before, I think he would have made it to the majors, but like you guys are saying, like I don't think he would have been the Michael Jordan of baseball. He no. just would have been a regular guy. Yeah. That's for sure. Definitely. Go ahead, Milton. Fire off any questions or any thoughts or Yeah, that that was all I had for episode seven. I could go to episode eight. I mean, so you know he was wearing number forty five because that was his high school number. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was his high school number. That's the that's the number he used when he played baseball also. Because his father saw him play when number forty five when it was in baseball. So I, I always wonder, like, why number 45 and why he didn't pick number 32 when he was in baseball because this is number 23. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always thought that when I saw him, when they were showing the games on ESPN, I was like, why fucking 45? And then when he said it, I was like, okay, there it goes. Now I see why he's wearing 45. And then when he brought it to the fucking basketball court, I was like, you know what? 45 does look good on him on the Bulls jersey. That's, it, like, it, it, mother- it, it's a weird number. Forty-five. Um, yeah, yeah. It's you a weird. See, like a, a power forward. Yeah, a power forward wearing that number. Yeah, it's a weird number for you know because in college he was twenty-three, so it was yeah. weird. It's weird, definitely a weird it, number. It, if if you guys were like an athlete in any sport, what number would yours be? Uh, number three. Fuck. Uh, man, number three is like my favorite yeah. number, but it depends on each sport. Uh, football, number 34. Uh, basketball, it will be either number three or 23. Baseball will be probably 23 or number three. Probably, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Al? For me, I think it'll be always fifth. Like thirteen, I don't know why I always think of that number thirteen for some reason. And seven, Jason. seven and thirteen are two numbers that I always think. One is good luck, one is bad. 
You're the yin and yang. It's gotta be, man, because even the three, I always liked the three because, like, Mattingly was my favorite baseball player, and he had the 23. But I never wanted that number 23 is because, you know, I always, even in football, baseball, basketball, that number always belongs to Jordan, no matter what. You can't, and Donnie, Donnie Baseball had number 23, and that was the only other person I could see with that number. But 23, if I see a 23 in football, I think Jordan, basketball, I see a 23. That's like, for some reason, I think that. So, uh, but three, for some reason, I always had to put three in between the seven and the thirteen. Um, but if I had to pick a number that I had to choose for myself, it would be number 15, just because it's my date of birth. And uh, 15 was the number. If it was in baseball, it would be 15. Football, I know those numbers belong to quarterbacks. You know, the, the fucking yeah. 1 through fucking 18, 1 through 19, or whatever. It's always for quarterbacks. Oh, so, is that true? Always. Yeah, uh-huh. typically. Yeah, typically. I mean, nowadays, things are more different. But yeah, for the yeah, like if, in college, you will see like a, a wide receiver wearing a number eighteen or seventeen. But then when they come to football, they'll change it to the eighties. If you ever notice, they're always the eighties. A tight end, also. So if I was in football, I always wanted to be a running back or a linebacker. So I have to be a number between fucking twenty-four all the way to like fifty something, and I'll say fifty-seven. Because there will never be another number 56 like LT, bro. So, I'll be on 57. How about you, man? Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, probably uh, 12 for my birthday, too, the the month. For every sport? Yeah, yeah, why not? (laughs) Probably just be for basketball. So, that means you'll be a quarterback. You'll be a fucking TV 12. There you go. (laughs) Now, it'll be B12. Yeah. And I don't mean the vitamin, bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but um, all right, cool. I, I will move on to the episode eight then. So episode eight opens up with the Charlotte Hornets facing the Bulls in the next round of the 1998 playoffs. BJ Armstrong is on the Hornets and leads them to a win. Uh, next game, you know, obviously that pissed MJ off, so he holds BJ to two points. And Bulls win game in series four games to one. Talked about another game where uh, LaBradford Smith, some rookie at the time, scored 37 points in a game <laughs> against uh, the Bulls and supposedly told Michael, good game, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, pissed him off. So then the next oh, game, God. he faced them. Uh, Michael Jordan scored 36 points in the first half. Uh Anyway, later on in the episode, they actually said that uh, Michael Jordan actually made it all up or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. so, he made everything up, bro. Yeah, he's a funny guy, man. Um, so, 94, the baseball strike starts. Michael Jordan didn't play. Um, and then uh, B.J. Armstrong brings Michael Jordan to the Bulls practice one uh, that year. And then, um, you know, I started the speculation that he was going to come back. March of 1995. He announces he's returning to the Bulls. Uh, Horace Grant leaves the Bulls. Um, at first, the Bulls are struggling with a 34-31 record. Then MJ comes back, plays the first game without his father, which was very difficult. He wears number 45 against the Pacers. Um, he goes back to 23 for the second game against uh, Magic. And then the Orlando Magic eliminate the Bulls. 
uh, during that playoff run. Afterwards, he goes to film Space Jam. Uh, and then the sh- episode also talks about how he punched Steve Kerr in the eye during practice, uh, mm. where he got thrown out of practice for that. And then uh, they talk about Dennis Rodman's first year with the Bulls, probably that 95 time, um, time frame, like 96. And then um, it's... Then the Bulls finished 72 and 10. This was uh, the year after they lost to the Magic in this, um, I think, Eastern Conference Finals. They faced the Magic again in the Eastern Conference Finals and they sweep their asses. This is all on episode eight, right? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Yeah. And then in the 96 Finals, they faced the Supersonics. And then another funny story is that George Carl, who was the coach of the Supersonics, supposedly walked past Michael Jordan at dinner without saying hi which was a big mistake, and Michael Jordan said, I got something for that motherfucker later. Uh, and then um, and then it talks about, you know, Gary Payton is the famous, I guess, meme, right? So Gary Payton starts talking about how at a certain point in the series, because they were losing, he told the coach he was going to beat up Michael Jordan. And um, he says that, oh, you know, I don't know if it would have changed the series, but if, you know, if we would have done it earlier, maybe it would have made a difference. And Michael Jordan laughs his ass off while he's watching the video of the glove talking about it, saying that the glove, he didn't have a problem with the glove. Uh, the yeah, Bulls I, go I, I actually wanted the Seattle to win that fucking series. I don't know why. Uh, I guess it's their jersey, the green color they had, and Kemp. Kemp was like one of my favorite dunkers at that time. Yeah, he was dunking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last note I got is the Bulls win the fourth championship and the first without his father around. So quick, um, quick question for you guys, yeah. and then a reminder for me. So on the last three, Pete, they faced the SuperSonics. Did they face the Jazz twice? Twice. Yeah. yeah. Seven ninety eight. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I think it's ninety 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 eight. They took. Jazz played better in 98 than did 97. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. I think they beat them in the regular season, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe if I, if, I, if I heard right, I think they had swept them in the regular season yeah. in 98. The Jazz swept the mm-hmm. Bulls. But to piggyback off of Milton from episode 8, so what I got from that was, yes, he came back over number 45. He haven't played back so basketball so much that they even show that he was wearing his shorts backward, backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have never noticed that. I would think the, the fucking shorts look the same. Um, in that same episode, Milton said he did bring number 23 back. Horace Grant was feeling himself because he had Shaq and Penny. Oh, who's not? He was still number three in that team. No matter what team he went to, he was number three. Well, yeah, he was number four. They had Nick Anderson. Oh, there you go, number four. So they were just put it. They put him on their shoulder because they were trying to show Jordan, like, yo, we did it with one of your guys. You know what I'm saying? And who did it? Who they end up losing to in the finals? The Orlando, the Houston, Houston, the Rockets. Okay, that's crazy. Cause... Okay. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say what you guys just said, like uh, Nick Anderson, Penny, and all. That was actually a, a pretty solid squad for that time, man. Yeah, no. Hell a, yeah. Yeah, it was a good squad. They were just young, but they were they were a good squad. Yeah, yeah. A fucking, a fucking young Shaq 
what I think Penny Hardaway was like first second season in the league, and Nick Anderson with the fucking three pointers because I remember those games. Mm-hmm. Then you got Horace Grant with the blue goggles. They probably had the point guard that was pretty good too, uh, JJ Nelson. Shit, I remember Nelson. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I have a question. So with this episode, is really the with the Orlando Magic, they're the last team to stop MJ from making it to the finals, and then after that, you know, he wins his three peat again, and then he retires. So I had a um, who was the toughest team to stop Michael Jordan from getting to the finals in his career? Was Yo, it the Bucks? Uh, go ahead. Okay. Do you really consider that a stop? Because he just came back mid-season. Yeah, and uh, it's fine. And uh, no, no, like I, I, I see where Milt is going, but he's like nowhere ready for basketball, and he still took the team to the playoffs to meet the Orlando Stack Magic. And I think they went, if I'm not wrong, did they lose in six games? I think so. Six, right? So you're mm-hmm. telling me Jordan still was, Jordan and his Bulls were still able to win two games, right? Will we, will we look, Jordan, will we look at him different if he would have beat that Orlando Magic team? Like, right now he's considered the greatest, whatever. This documentary, put a stamp saying stop the LeBron, the Kobe comparison. Like, that's it. We know. You think this would have put Jordan in another level? Like, yo, this motherfucker could come half season and still wax us. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad he didn't win, actually, because I don't know if they would have been the the uh, Rockets, because even in that episode, they were talking about how since he wasn't in shape, right, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like he was like kind of slowing down because he just wasn't um, working out as a basketball player. He was working out as a baseball player. So mm-hmm. they showed like that's probably part of the reason why they didn't win was that he just wasn't up to, you know, up to that level. So if he would have gone past the Orlando Magic, he would have most certainly like lost in the finals, I think. And then that would have been, well, that's the knows? thing that they would bring up. That's the thing they always bring up, right, about Michael Jordan. He's never lost in the finals. And the yeah. thing about LeBron they always bring up is that he's lost four yeah. out of the seven times or some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what was your question, Mill? Um, you were going to say? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just, so who do you think was the toughest team to stop Michael Jordan to get into the finals? So the four that stopped him in his career, this includes when he was a rookie and everything, were the Bucks. The Orlando Magic, the Bad Boy Pistons, and the Larry Bird Celtics. Who do you think was the toughest team? Like, as far as, like, yeah. I see the I Celtics. I think the Pistons, because they, they, they stopped them twice. The Pistons? I think so. The Bad Boys. Yeah, Bad Boys. I see, the, you, I see the Celtics, but, but they were at the end of their... At the end of their peak. So they were... I mean, with Robert Parrish, Mikhail, Larry Bird, but they were at the end of their peak, and Jordan was at the start. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you probably have to say the Pistons, but I would say the Celtics were a better team, but the Pistons, when it comes to records and the facts, I would say the Pistons. 
So since I don't know anything about the Bucks of that time, because supposedly they had a rivalry between the Bucks and Chicago back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So out of so think of them in their prime. The people are in Orlando, Pistons, and Celtics. What was the better team in their prime? I say the Celtics. The Celtics, okay. And they're like, but we're like bringing it, like young, young Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah. Like, at, like think of a year that they were like, you know, champions or whatever. Think of the Orlando yeah, Magic when they went to the finals. That was probably their peak. Which one was a better team? I'll have to agree with you, Let Ali. Yeah, I think the Celtics at their prime will beat any of those. They'll be they'll be the Pistons. They'll beat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. You were saying, yeah, the Orlando Magic. Like in a five game series, I could see the Celtics coming out of there. Yeah, I agree. I need the Celtics. Now you, right. now you're probably getting the call because I can't pick up. So. The delivery call. Why are you calling? No. What delivery? The salami sister delivery call. <laughs> uh, I can't pick up, so you're probably getting the text. Um, let me see. So I had some questions, but they're all over the place. Um, and this question is mostly for you. It's for you, Milton. You grew up in Jersey, right? Were you ever a yeah. Nets fan? Ah. Uh... Maybe at some point I followed them, especially when Jason Kidd was on the team and they went to the finals, I think, twice. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, at one point I thought they had – that was another young team that had a really good squad because they had, like, Keith Van Horn, Kerry Kittles, Jason Kenyon Martin, Gill, too. Kenyon Martin, Sam Cassell. You know, they had a tough squad. And I remember them facing the Bulls being like, yeah, they're going to get their ass rocked. But – but there was still like that hope that since they were younger and, and they had a good squad, they could beat them. But yeah, yeah, because I was wondering, like, uh, so I guess you started watching basketball around that time, and then later on, you got into the Celtics, right? Yeah, I got into the Celtics like around two thousand two, something around that time. All right. When um, Pierce was there. Yeah. You ever go to the Eyedot Center to watch the Nets? Huh? You ever went to the IZOD Center to watch the Nets play? I think I, think <laughs> I, no, I, think I actually went to... Was it the IZOD Center? I forgot where... Because they played in... Like, before they went to Brooklyn, where were they playing? Like, somewhere in Newark? No, they were no, playing... that at, was after. Uh, that was... Yeah, before they went to Brooklyn, they were playing some games at the Prudential. But before, but before that, they used to play at the IZOD, right next to MetLife. Yeah, I think I've been to that one. <laughs> That's where they used to do the the um, the wrestling events in the Eye Center. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. My question, um, and this probably goes back to episode seven. And I, mm. I know we touched on this. Do you think MJ retired due to the gambling issues? Do you think what? Do you think he retired due to the gambling, or or, or you think it was solely because of the, his father's death? Yeah, I think I think I believe what he said. Like he said that he was, um, he had planned to do it before that happened, mm-hmm. and that um, I think he told somebody that the only reason why he was still playing basketball was because he wanted to win the three P because that was something that Magic and Larry never did, right? So he said once he won that, that was it. He wanted to get out of the basketball. So I. I don't think it had to do with his gambling. You, Al? 
Yeah, I think I was on the phone, so. Uh, um, about you? Uh, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think what he said, I think, um, I think it's due to his father, but it was just so weird, you know, because even if he did baseball, his father was still not around to see it. So it was just a weird pivot. So I could see, I'm back. so I could see, I could see like maybe, maybe that he was going to get a suspension and maybe all that stuff happened all at once, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna leave." Um, but I wonder, and I don't know, Al, if you have this timeline from the time he retired until the time that he said, "I'm gonna go play baseball." Like, how long was that? Yeah, so he retired ending of '93 season. So I'm guessing that's mid June, because that's when normally the playoffs finish, right? Yeah. Mid June or early July. Baseball, it's already in the already started. So baseball's already they start in April. It's July, so that's probably like what almost eighty games in, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. And he does start baseball to ninety four, so that means he waited to the next season. Um, so he was in baseball. He retired in ninety three. They didn't start baseball to maybe April of 94. And then he didn't go back to... He didn't go back to basketball to 90, 95, right? Yeah, 90, no, maybe 96, because he did 96, 97, 98, right? It was well, 90, 95, 95 he lost. Yeah, you're he right. He didn't make it to the pool. That was a 94, 95 season? So, 96, 97, 98 is when they won the three-peater, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, he went back mid-95. Which was crazy, because a year and a half away from basketball, he still was able to play the way he played for half a season. You know what I'm saying? If he would have made up his mind and came up in the beginning of the season, I think they would have won a championship that year. If he would have done early returning. Now... Uh, before I got off the call, I didn't know what you guys were talking about. No, nah, that that was the Every question. Wanna... That was the question. Um, the the other question I have is because of the whole coronavirus stuff going on. Do you think as many people will be invested into this docu series? Like if 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 life was regular, that people it could be a Sunday uh, night, they could be drinking, or they could be you know. Um, do you think more people will be invested? I mean, plus we got no sports now. Do you think more people are invested now because of the the you know what we're dealing with at the moment? So I say I say because this was being promoted to come out uh, early July. Uh, it was not to be out now the way we got it. Um. But I still think if it was, we were coronavirus free, we were still like regular life. I think in July, this documentary would have been as good as we saw it now. Mm. Um, yes, yes, we're missing sports. Uh, and this brings us back to like 90s basketball. And it's not only 90s basketball, it's the music that is included in this. We're not even talking about the music that was... Um, part of this documentary because the way they 
the hits they were putting brings me back to the, that era. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's perfect and not perfect because the youngsters that did not ever see Michael Jordan play and they only YouTube him if they wanted to got to see uh got to get a glimpse of behind the scene of what Jordan is and was. So to answer Lee's question, uh, either now or in July, this this documentary would have been the, what it is. For me, one of the best sports documentaries I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I have not seen another documentary the way this one was um, mm. put put out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, um, I got like a nostalgic feeling. From watching it, because, and I think it's related to being like locked inside, and there is no sports. Like just looking at the back in the '90s, how it was. Because every time now with the coronavirus, when I see something like from back before, I'm always like, "Wow, we can't do that shit no more." Like you know those crowded stadiums. I'm just like, "Oh shit, that's like like who would have known we can't do that anymore?" You know. Um, but um. I think people being inside with wanting new content on TV, I think it might have contributed to being as popular. I have I have people in my job that I wouldn't even think were basketball fans, and they've been watching that shit. So I, I think uh, the coronavirus has an effect on it, personally. I think the same thing, too. Um, the reason I asked, because I had a call with my coworkers, a happy hour, in my new job, and we were all just talking regular stuff. And the first person who brought it up was a girl, which I don't think like if it was <clears throat> like if coronavirus was in, you know, what I'm saying like I think that, you know, the 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 documentary is fucking dope, but I don't think it will be brought up as much. Um, also, I think with like because there's no sports Monday mornings, if like let's say you go into YouTube or if you watch ESPN. Because they got nothing else to talk about, they're spending like three or four hours. Now they're trying to reach out to Horace Grant to get his inside, Pippen. So it's becoming a lot more, um, I think, bigger than what it is. I think the, and I think I love it because I think the youth is now getting to see it too. I think if um, it wasn't around this time, the youth, some will probably rock with it, but some will think like it's something old. So it's like, I think an example for us would be like, let's say a Dr. J documentary came out similar to Michael Jordan. We know of his highlights of watching Dr. J and Dr. J is Jordan before, like in terms of dunking and all that stuff, like that type of moves that he did, like that was never done before. But we don't know too much about that. But I think if um, it was like regular... And they were giving a Dr. J thing. We'll watch it. Well, we'll probably watch it not like at 9 o'clock. I'll watch it if I get a chance. Like, it'll be one of those. But I think with this Michael Jordan thing, like, it's 9 o'clock. I'm already, like, fiending to watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying because uh, this is the first time that I didn't care if I had to watch commercials because I wanted to watch it live. I didn't want to wait till the next day and watch it. Yeah. Because I know, like Lee said, first take and get up in the morning are going to talk about it. They're going to interview Isaiah Thomas. They're going to interview Magic Johnson to get their perspective. And I didn't want to hear anything before I watched it. 
So I always wanted to watch it when it was going on live. Mind you, you only get maybe two, no, let's say four episodes, four commercials per episode. Because the commercial, the, the somehow the documentary, the one hour episodes will go quick. Yeah. Like, you see the first commercial, you'd be like, yo, it's 10.30, it's, it's 9.30 already? Like, what the fuck? I watch a half hour of this, and, and nobody bothers, because I'll be here sitting in the floor watching the, the, the documentary, I'm like, yo, I'm thinking, like, who else can you watch a documentary, a 10-part documentary about, like, who else right now? And me watching ESPN right now, answer my question. They're thinking of 2021, they're going to do a Tom Brady nine-part episode. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, six rings. I could see why they're picking Tom Brady. Mm. Uh, well, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. Like, a lot of people hate TB12, but you got to give him props. Like, you can give Michael Jordan props. Yeah, so, that is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. My other question... Uh, is um uh does Michael you think well Michael Jordan do you think he needs the motivation to beat you or like like we talked about with that guy that you said on that I think it was episode eight that he made that whole shit up and you said also like also with um what was the you the Supersonics coach oh, oh yeah George Carl George Carl um. Do you think for him he needs something to fuel him up in his case? Hell yeah. Yeah. He was mad that Charles Barkley won MVP that, that year they were playing them in the in the in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think um it just makes things worse for whoever he's facing. <laughs> no, but, but I you think, know, like I think even if even if nobody says anything bad, he's gonna try to find something. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I just think like in his head he has to try to find something to like spark a fire in him or some shit. Which is I cool. think his I think his competitiveness, right? Like at the end of the day his competitiveness was always there and like that's I guess uh connecting to those times when he said like somebody did something or won the MVP mm-hmm. that pissed him off because he's such a competitor that he's like, no, I should have been MVP or that motherfucker should have said hi to me, you know, and I'm going to show him why. And, you know, I think it's just no. part of his personality. Yeah. Was he, was he bipolar or something? Cause dude, he's talking to himself saying this motherfucker scored 36 points and he'd even, he'd even say, what's up to me in the back of that guy, that the rookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we find out that he made that up. Then, Smith. Yeah. yeah, then he's the whole, oh, they want to pick Tony Kukoc, we're going to show you why you don't get him. Uh, Barkley became MVP, I'm going to show the NBA why they picked the wrong person. Like, mm-hmm. But then, they said at the same time, he's the nicest person, so I think was this guy bipolar? Nah, I, I think he's wired a certain way, man. There's certain people that wired a certain way for him. He's trying to beat you at all costs. So anything that uh, is going to spark a little fire or for him, like you said, he's the ultimate competitor. That guy, he competes over quarters. So for him, yeah. he he's in his head, like, I guess so much. 
Um, that even till now, I think even till now, this age, I mean, he's still like that. Because I heard an interview with Patrick Ewing. And he still tells Patrick Ewing, yo, I beat you all the time. So he still gives him shit. So I think in his head, he has to try to find some something to spark motivation. Like to, like a killer. He has a killer instinct, but like anything else. It's like us. An example, which we do it a lot with women. A girl rejects you for whatever reason. And you're like, fuck that bitch. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever the case may be, uh, too. Like, you know, she spit, she said like a spark of fire on you, which a lot of guys do with women. With him, is basketball. <laughs> he, he, I'm telling you, this guy is good what he does. Because uh, people that are in business should take this model. Like, if you're like an, a finance person, stockbroker, this is the mentality that you should take. Watch this documentary, and it's going to fucking force you to be, like, the best stockbroker or whatever. Oh, I'll, hell no, I'm not going to let these motherfuckers buy all these fucking shares. Let me show you these fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had the right. Like, I don't think Michael Jordan would be the guy, like, oh, my kids didn't win the game, so they're not getting that trophy all the kids get. You know how they... Nowadays, they give all the kids that were playing a trophy. Yeah, participation. Yeah, Jordan's going to be taking that trophy. He's going to throw it in the air. So he's like, don't give my kids that shit, bro. Like, no, they didn't win. They're not getting nothing. When they win, then they get a motherfucking trophy, motherfuckers. Could you imagine being that guy's son? We got DJ Camillo over here. Hold on a second. Oh, shit. I'll be right back, too. No, no, no. no we, we could... Milton. So one of us got to stay. It's a fucking podcast. So, um, well, these guys both left me. So Chuleta Lee's here. Um, but, yeah. In terms of um, Michael Jordan and once... I got a few questions for these guys once they come back to, to the podcast. It's like a first time this shit's ever been done. So I'm going to take a little swig of beer. But guys, since I'm, I'm the only one now, um, we're curious. Any of you guys have any, um, you know, there's a lot of LeBron fans, Kobe fans, definitely a lot of Kobe fans. So anybody who has like their stuff, be sure to send stuff to, you know, Chuleta Brothers at Instagram. Like who you think is the best player and or if you disagree with us, like uh, Michael Jordan, he's fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Definitely um, fill us in. But, Mill, um, I'll definitely, I got a question for you and then also for Al when Al gets back. Um, who is the Michael Jordan of baseball, hockey, and NFL? And NH, NFL, yeah. I mean, the hockey part, I mean, I don't watch hockey, but I would think it's Wayne Gretzky, right? Isn't he the man? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Baseball, I guess it would be Babe Ruth, right? I, I don't know, like, because I, I always hear that um, in one of the episodes, they said that, you know, Michael Jordan had this thing about him that they, they put him on that pedestal with people like Muhammad Ali and Babe Ruth. Those are the only ones I would think Babe Ruth would probably be like an iconic person from baseball. 
And then from football, Tom Brady. Brett I was Favre. Say Tom Brady. Brett Favre. <laughs> um, shit, that's crazy. That's tough, right? There's been so many like great quarterbacks. Because I would think it would be a quarterback. Yeah. Maybe a coach. Because your, your favorite uh, quarterback is um, Joe Montana, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Tom Brady, he's proven he's better than him. But my favorite Joe Montana back in the days, this guy was just so good. Like, he didn't miss any passes. Like, he was... He was just like automatic, man. Like, like you know, yeah. like Michael Jordan. He hardly misses fucking shots. Like, that was uh, Joe Montana. Who, who was the Michael Jordan of wrestling? Oh man, that's a good question. Well, it's crazy. You you would probably I would, you know easily say Hulk Hogan, but since I've been watching this Undertaker. Uh, docu-series which we'll get into guys man you can't argue like in terms of like well Michael Jordan didn't have a long lengthy career but in terms of if you look at this guy's uh, history of wrestling Undertaker and the shit that he's done you're like holy shit and just the shit he went through just to get there and all that stuff but, yeah, I think if I had to pick one, for me, it's Hulk Hogan. I think Hulk Hogan is the Michael Jordan. Everybody knows Hulk Hogan. Um, for wrestling, let me see, for baseball, I, I get, it will probably be, um, I think, Babe Roof is a good one, like you mentioned. Uh, hockey, Gretzky, uh, NFL, fuck. NFL is hard, man, because like you said, there isn't like one dominant person. It's such a team game. There isn't one dominant person that could take over um, a game. So I'm not gonna. I will probably maybe have to say, as crazy as it sounds, um, maybe Tom Brady. You know. Yeah, it's kind of. It's, it's interesting because you could look at it two ways with that question. Excuse me, peeps. Who, but, were you about to have? No, I burped. But continue oh, continue talking. No, no. I'm going to just continue talking to the podcast. I'm going to be back in two minutes, peeps. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because you could go to two different areas with that question because it's like you could look at um, who put the sport on the map. And then who was, like, the most decorated athlete in that sport? Where in basketball, I think, you know, that's Michael Jordan put together. But when it comes to the other sports, it's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady would definitely be the person who's the most decorated and, like, the most accomplished. But is he really the the athlete that for football that put it on the map? Like, you know, with Gretzky... It has to be Gretzky. I, I don't know anything about hockey. There's probably more p- hockey players that are um, more decorated, but Wayne Gretzky, you know, he plays hockey, you know? And then for baseball, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Babe Ruth is the most decorated, but he's the most well known player in baseball. Um, 
And then when you think of most decorated, like, I, I don't know, the, the, the baseball part is such like a team. You know, baseball is really, really a team sport. So I guess you would have to think about the franchise. So obviously the Yankees would have to be the uh, the most decorated well, one. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck what? are you? What? Where were you? Running a marathon. Uh, the question uh, Lee had was, um, who was the Michael Jordan of baseball, football, and hockey? And then I added wrestling at the end. Who do you think was the Michael Jordan of those sports? In the, well, what years? Uh, like overall, in your opinion. Hmm. Baseball. The Michael Jordan of baseball. So, if you, what I picked was Babe Ruth for baseball. I would say Derek Jeter. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would say Derek Jeter. Because he played almost, well, he played all 20 years with the Yankees. Yeah. Jordan played every... 15 years with the Bulls in the last two or three with the Wizards, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say Jeter for baseball. For football, it's got to be Tom Brady. Yeah. Hands down. And I'm not the biggest Brady fan, but I got to give him props. Uh-huh. And hockey, just because they always put them together and they had cartoons together, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. And what, what about wrestling? Said? And what about wrestling? wrestling? Wow. So the name you think, the first name that comes into your head is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you tell anybody in the world, you know wrestling, the first thing they're going to say is Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? But then you got other wrestlers like Ric Flair could be the Michael Jordan of wrestling. Undertaker could be the or even John Cena right now. You say John Cena, and the first thing you think is wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I will go with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, so I, I was telling Lee, I did uh, baseball as Babe Ruth. Uh, football, probably have to go Tom Brady. But with football, it was kind of tricky, right? So I was telling Lee, I would think it would have to be a quarterback or a coach, right? And there's been so many great quarterbacks. But, of course, Tom Brady is like... He's, he's the, the guy now. Yeah, he is the GOAT. Uh, Wayne Gretzky for hockey, because that's the only motherfucker I know that plays hockey, and you know who Wayne Gretzky is, right? So Yeah. He's the great one, I think they call him. And then for, for wrestling, I mean, yeah, Hulk Hogan is the one that everybody thinks of, but me personally, the Michael Jordan of, uh, of wrestling, because he's my favorite wrestler growing up, was Bret Hart. But that was because of... That's a good pick, too. That's an awesome pick. Because then I was thinking about it. When you think about the great, the Michael Jordan of a sport, right, there's two parts to that. It's the person who made the sport, like, known to more the most people, right? But then also the most decorated player of that sport, right? Michael Jordan fits both of those, right? He was the most popular player, and he was the most decorated player, right? And then when you go into the other sports, it's kind of it's tricky because like Tom Brady, he's the most decorated. Babe Ruth, I think, is somebody they always 
heard, but I don't know if he's the most decorated player. You know what I mean? So, to piggyback off of that question, right? Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's Batman, he always had his Robin, right? Yeah. Who would be the Pippin of all sports? Because at the time, Pippin was considered the number two best player, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if the question will be right because Pippin's not considered like a big, you know what I'm saying? It'll, yeah. It'll have to be like, who's the Kobe of esports now? Or who's like the LeBron of these games? Then the next one up. The next one. Exactly. So that I think that'll be the question. Now, if you tell me who is the best two men, who are the two best players of each league or whatever? Like, if you had to pick, like the Pippen and Jordan, pick two players that'll be good. So we said you said Beirut. Who would be that second one for you? You know what? I gotta give it to you, Derek Jeter. That was a good pick. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Uh, for uh, for some reason, I think uh, he's he won well six championships. Um. What's up, Papa? with the team. What did I You're miss back. out? I, I think I got to go now. Yeah, any questions that you guys went through? Nah, he was just talking about his uh, Michael Jordan of uh, of uh, different sports, but then he was asking who's the number two of all the sports, like the Kobe Bryant of each sport, or you know what I mean? The next one up, the next one that would be considered the great one after the person you picked. Uh, so I had Babe Ruth for baseball. Hold on one second, I'm just getting my charger. Go ahead, bro. Um, man, I know I'm probably going to get flack for this, but if it's, if the second, say Alex Rodriguez from baseball, I'll, I'll let Al come on, I'll get back to the podcast. Um, mine's going to be LeBron, A-Rod, on hockey, Mario Lemieux. Um, who else? And sorry, people, for the toilet sound. It's not me. Um, I think I still need to figure out baseball. Baseball is the fucking hard one. No, or or NFL. I'll wait till these mofos get back. But yeah, people. While these mofos are doing their thing, taking shits and pisses, um, there's a piss break if you guys need to take one. Um, by all means, like I said, you guys have your own um, all right, I'll criticism or comment now. on the on the MJ stuff. Then please let us know. Um, we definitely want to hear you, especially since it's the last episode on this. Um, so we definitely want to get your insight to it. I'm gonna swing beer. I'm gonna swig a beer. And these Mama Luke's take forever. Why well, we call them Mama Luke's? Because they're Mama Luke's. Oh, there goes our chicha number two in the background. Sachicha number two. I think at this point, Jen is a chicha number three. All right, 
So Milton, so my my picks for um number two for hockey was Mario Lemieux. Um for for Major League Baseball, I said Alex Rodriguez. Uh, NBA uh uh fucking LeBron James. And then for football, man, football is always a hard one because it's such not a team game. I'm trying to think of yeah. like, I'm trying to think of someone who's dominant, like Tom Brady's def- Damn it, I'll say like Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning, like he didn't win that many rings. Um, so I'm trying to think like who else has been like a dominant player in football. Probably again, Joe Montana will probably be my second one. So Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) No, he's too young. I'm sure there's more people with more rings. It's probably like Terry Bradshaw, um, some of those guys that got like a lot of rings. But yeah, with that, that would that would be it. What did Al say? I forgot. What did Al say? Oh, the the number two. Yeah, the number two. Okay, so. For baseball, like I told Milton before, was Jeter for me. Okay. That's a good one. Um, hockey? The number... Hockey was Wayne Gretzky. Number two? No, no, like main guy. Yeah, but what's your number two? I, I, didn't, I didn't have answers for those yet because mm-hmm. the way I was telling Milton was if either we could do... Okay, we picked up Michael Jordan for these sports, and then we got to take it to who's the Kobe Bryant yeah, and the LeBron. As I'm saying, what's your number two? Like me, for baseball, and I'll do this quick. A-Rod for baseball. For basketball, LeBron James. For football, Joe Montana. For hockey was Mario Lemieux. So are we going by how many championships they won, or is it like popularity? Well, no, or like... it's your opinion. Who you think is the second? So for baseball, for some reason, I want to say Ken Griffey Jr., that's a great one. You know what I'm saying? Because um, he was, with Seattle, the most popular person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then went to Cincinnati Reds and forget about it. For football number two, I said Tom Brady. I'll have, I'll have to go with a running back, and then for me it'll be Barry Sanders. And then uh, basketball? No, I can't pick basketball. So it's Kobe for you? A uh, number two? Yeah. Yeah, like up and coming. Who's the next one up? Ah, so you see the way I was... I got the questions messed up, so... Uh, oh, maybe I was saying it wrong. The, the way that I was thinking was... Mm-hmm. Mike, Michael Jordan had his number two Pippen, right? Mm-hmm. Oh... Right. You talking about like so you, your Batman and Robin? You, exactly. That's the way I was going. Now, if I was going the next level, like Michael Jordan's number one, and then Kobe's two, so Jeter would be one. Then you got to get the next person that's coming up because Jeter and Griffin wasn't the same season era. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick a like the upcoming. It'll be Jeter first, and then I had to pick somebody else in baseball. Like maybe Bryce Harper or, or Trout. Now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? 
that'll be things. But I was thinking more like a Batman and Robin. They didn't have to be in the same team, but in the same era. Like, who was right behind Jeter? You know what I'm saying? Also, it will be different eras then. If it's behind Jeter. Or in the same era. In the same era. So, Michael Uh, Jordan and Pippa were in the same, right? They were one and two. So, who will be, for me, like, Jeter will be my one in that era. Who will be the number two in that era? So for me, it would probably be A-Rod, number one, then probably number two, Ken Griffey Jr., and then okay. hockey, you... Gr- hockey, Gretzky, and Lemieux, football, yeah. uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and there then basketball, go. Michael Jordan, but does Kobe count the different eras? No, no, so Michael Jordan had his Pippen already. So those two already, that's it. No, but I don't think Pippen was the second best after Michael Jordan. No, but in that era, he was considered second best in but, the league. But I did it. I, I I think somebody like... uh, Like for me, Dominique was better than like Pippen, but in a different way. He was more of a scorer. Gotcha. He was more gotcha. of a scorer. What about you, Mel? Gotcha. Yeah, going so like Babe Ruth, I guess Luke Garrick, he was of that era, mm-hmm. so he would be the number two. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, I don't know anything about hockey, so I can't really say. I guess um, what was the guy from the Rangers, Messier from, from the Bruins? Bar, there's a guy thing named Bar. Uh, oh, Messier, Mar- Messier, Messier. Mar- yeah. Messier. Yeah, he was Messier. Good. Yeah, yeah. Because they were um, teammates in, on the Rangers, but they were also teammates on the Oilers before that. How the hell you uh, don't know hockey? You know what team they're playing. I know. The what? The Oilers? I saw the uh, thirty for thirty when um when they got. <laughs> did you see that? The, the Wayne Gretzky one? Nah, I don't think I did. Oh, you should check that shit out. It's pretty good. Um, and then for football, I guess I'll do uh, Tom Brady and I think it was playing still Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> oh wow, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. So we're still on what episode we're talking about right now? No, nah, so we, we're talking about episode. We just got random questions, I think. Um, I got two last questions. How Go you ahead. feel about MJ and his personality? Do you think he's fucked up? Like in his thinking? Nope, I like it. <laughs> what you, I love man? it. What about you, Milton? I didn't think. I didn't think um, if I would have never watched this documentary, I still would have like, you know, it's not in, it's not something I was always thinking about. Like, oh, how's Michael Jordan? Because we don't know shit about it. You know, um, I don't think if Michael Jordan was playing in this era, I don't think he'll have like an Instagram or a Facebook, or Twitter. He won't have none of that shit. I mean, that's me personally thinking. Mm-hmm. If it was a, if it was a thirty-one-year-old Michael Jordan right now in the NBA playing versus LeBron and. and Anthony Davis and all that, like Kevin Durant. I think Michael Jordan is the only person that will not have a fucking Instagram. Uh, and he still will be, and he still be one of the most popular basketball players. If we're talking about the Michael Jordan that played in eighty nineties, played now with that intensity. Yeah. What about you, Mo? You think he was fucked up his personality or? It, it makes sense for how competitive he was because I think Kobe Bryant was the same way. You know, he was um, 
you know, a good competitor, but you wouldn't want to be his teammate. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Yes, I guess personally people won't like him, but to play with him, you you want to play with him. You made he makes you a winner. That's yeah. true. And um, he, he makes you he makes you do what you have to do to win. It could is, be in basketball. It could be in life. This follow up question is pretty much similar. What do you learn about Michael Jordan throughout this docu series? That he just didn't give a fuck, and the way he trash talk. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the every time I heard him like laugh at other people, I would laugh. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is evil, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. like a, a he's like a villain in a Marvel movie. Why are you, Milton? Uh, I don't think I learned anything. Like, like personally, like stuff about his his background, I didn't know about. But him as a person, like personally. I think I've always thought of him as like that, like very competitive, um, probably talked a lot of shit. Like I remember like a scene where in one of the episodes where he's about to fight, you know, Reggie Miller or mm-hmm. somebody and you could just see his mouth and he's like, fuck you, motherfucker, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't think I learned anything new about him, per- like his personality wise, but just his background and stuff with his father and all of that stuff. I think what I learned from on this uh, whatever docu series is head like what's in his head, like the drive he has. I mean, we all knew like he was in order for him to get to be Michael Jordan. It was hard work. It's never easy. But like to see like the stuff like you said, the the, the stuff that he made up in his head, like all that shit that goes through his head, that what he thinks like is that was a that was like one thing that surprised me like. Shit, you knew he was the best, but you didn't know like the stuff he would do, like like how how much he was thinking about basketball the whole time. Like this guy doesn't even talk about his kids really. He even like talked about it like when he came back at forty five, he did the summer camps just to see how the other players were playing, so he could then get notes, so he could know what to do that season. And when Orlando, when he lost to Orlando. His trainer said that he normally takes time off. Nah, he was the next day working out. So it's just like that type of stuff that you never see in the background. You always see his highlights, but you never see like all the shit he did to fucking go through that. You're like, wham, that's just crazy. Like the way his mind is. So like that's what I learned a lot from from the docu series. Yeah, I learned I learned that I gotta give a shout out to his mama, Mama Jordan. Oh, but yeah. tell him to go take the Nike interview and get fuck Adidas and go to Nike. <laughs> yeah. So oh. salute, to his, salute to his mother <laughs> and said, baby, go to Nike. And yo, he never looks back. But nah, it's like me saying, is um, in these 10 episodes, 10 hours of watching the Bulls, it started off as a Bulls documentary because it was the last dance, but we all call it the Michael Jordan documentary because basically we saw more of Michael Jordan than the, the you know the Bulls um, it, it shows you what hard work and dedication and, and for you to be focused what it gets you when you make your mind like this is what I want uh, for for her X amount of months months I gotta be this way because at the end of that at the end of this road I'm getting a championship and he was focused into that so imagine him as a fucking coach 
Like his players don't want to play yeah. for him. That's and, true. You know, he's, a, he's, the, he's the owner of the Hornets, and I don't see him being that tough on them right now. Imagine that Jordan from back in those days as the owner now of the Hornets. He won't have teams. He won't have players. Yeah. They'll be calling human resource on him all the time because they'll be like, oh, he, he said this to me. Mm. <laughs> he called me a punk bitch. I don't want to dribble the ball. And How the hell a, 50, a 52-year-old man who owns the Hornets said, I could beat every player on my team. And now, three years later, one of his point guards calling him out like, yo, come play me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jordan gets in your mind. <laughs> That's what I like. I learned that, yo, stay committed, stay focused, and at all costs, no matter what. By the time we win the ring or the championship, I will apologize to you if you think you need an apology. What about you guys have any last questions? Mill, do you have any questions that you have for the podcast? Or uh, I know Al, I think you flashed us some questions. Yeah, I, I have one question. And then if you want, we can move on to episode 9 and 10. And then we can finish up the, the thing. Go ahead. It's up to you. Uh, what was the biggest Jordan accomplishment? What was the biggest one? His first repeat or the second? Fuck, I have to. I would have to probably say the second. That was a bigger one because mm-hmm. he came back from basketball. Um, they went what seventy two and ten. Uh, you're later yeah. on in your career is after your father. Uh, yeah, I would probably have to say that. I mean, it's hard though because they had to go through the Pistons the first one. So probably I probably got the answer wrong. Who knows? What do you guys? Yeah. Think? What about you? I'm going. I'm going with the first three because it took him from 84 all the way to 91 to get the first ring. You know what I'm saying? And he was committed because as soon as he got drafted, he's like, get on my back because I'm getting this town a ring. You know what I'm saying? And it was hard those first seven seasons for him because it was like inch by inch, he was getting closer and closer every time. And when he did accomplish that moment, I think that first championship, just he saw what he had to do, and he he was able to get the other two. So I say the first three. Yeah, I think I think uh, both of them were significant, but I I think I the first one, the first three P was the most significant because that was the first time he branched off away from the whole Magic Larry Michael conversation. Like I think that was like really what put him ahead of those people and then solidified him as one of the greats. Yeah. And then, and then the second three P was like that. I think that's what like made him the greatest of all time. No, no. You know what I mean? Like I think the first three P made him a great player, like one of the greats. And then the second three P made him the greatest of all time. There you go. Yep. All right. Um, if there's no more questions, I'll, I'll just do a quick synopsis of the last two episodes and then we could finish up with the questions. All right, so episode nine opens with the Pacers versus the Bulls. Um, there's a part where um, Reggie Miller said that Michael Jordan told him, don't ever talk like that to black Jesus <laughs> during one of their fights. Um, yeah, and then uh, it goes into the fifth NBA Finals against Utah. It was Utah's first finals ever, and Karl Malone received the N- NBA MVP, as we all know, pissed off Michael Jordan. Um and then also, I didn't write this in the initial notes, but I just remembered that that was the episode where they talked about the flu game, which he later talked about that it was actually food poisoning, not the flu. 
Um, and it was uh, that uh, they had ordered pizza late at night because there was nothing open. There was like five delivery men that came to the door to drop off the pizza. They thought it was kind of strange. And then at two o'clock in the morning, he started throwing up nonstop. Uh, but he kind of, yeah, he kind of pushed himself to play that game. He, I think they won, and then they won the series, obviously, to win their fifth. Um, they will go back um, to when he was still playing baseball, and Brian Russell, who's on the Utah Jazz, about like a story where he was talking shit to Michael uh, when he was playing baseball, saying, "Oh, I wish you would." Why you had to run and do baseball? I wish you had a pair of shorts right now. I'd knock your ass down, whatever. And then, you know, the rest is history. He beat the Utah Jazz that Brian Russell was playing for twice in the finals. Um, then it talks about John Paxson, uh, who was part of that first, like, 3 P and how he mentored uh, Steve Kerr. Um, and then that, that goes into Steve Kerr's family and his background about his father being shot in the Middle East, in Beirut, and how they had that in common, him and Jordan. They never really talked about it, according to him, uh, about how both of them lost their fathers. And then uh, towards the end, they talk about they talk about uh, MJ befriending a security guard, and, and, and he felt like that guy was like a father figure to him. And uh, this guy named Gus, he later on uh, was diagnosed with lung cancer. But it, it really showed that episode how Jordan, another side of Jordan was that he was very loyal to people that was close to him. When he had, when he was friendly with you, when he had, he was a very loyal person. He would go to the, like that guy when he had lung cancer, he would go with him to the doctor's office and stuff like that, you know? Um, and then going into episode 10, it starts with game one of the 1998 finals against Utah. Uh, Utah wins the first game. They say that Utah Jazz at this point was a better team than the last time they faced in the finals. Um, so Utah won game one. The Bulls won game two. Bulls won game three with every Bulls player scoring. Um, and then, and that was the same game that the Utah scored the lowest point total since the invention of the shot clock with 54 points. Uh, Ramen... Uh, Dennis Rodman misses a practice to do a wrestling event before game four with the NWO. Uh, game six, they talk about Scottie Pippen leaving the game due to a back injury and then becoming a decoy for the rest of the game because he just got, his back was all fucked up. After the sixth championship, the Bulls owner... So after everything was done, they, uh, the owner of the Bulls asked Phil Jackson to come back for another year. Jackson said he needed a rest. He didn't want to coach a, a rebuild year. Um, and then um, I think they talk about the owner. He says how why he really didn't bring them back. He said at that point they would have been too expensive to bring back because everybody would have had a very high uh, value since they had won so many championships and stuff. Jordan disagrees with it. He thinks they could have won a seventh championship if they would have just signed for like a one-year deal. Um, and that was the end of episode 10 of my notes. So, uh, I agree with Jordan saying they could have probably won the number seven. Who, who won the seventh? Who won the, the, the chip that year after? Uh, it was a short season. It was only 50 games because they won on strike. Well, it had to be the Jordan. Knicks, right? Because the Knicks always go after he retires or some shit. Maybe the Knicks against San Antonio. Yeah, but I think, 
San Antonio won the next year. Awesome. Yeah. That was their. Uh, that was Tim Duncan's first championship too. I think with David Robinson, right? And I think Steve curled in that team. Yeah, I think he's one of the few players. I forgot, like top five players that's won four championships in a row. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like again, I always say Jordan played without a dominant center, so I would have. It'd be interesting to see how he would have faced against. Like I know he faced Ewing, but you know the Knicks did give them problems. They, that those series were always very like close, and they could have gone either way. Um, you know, I, I just don't see what was his name, Wellington and Longley, really doing shit. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe Rodman would have stepped up. Um, I had a question. I had a few questions. This is a random one. Who do you think was the best basketball player turned coach? Fuck. Both good. Not Phil Jackson. Yeah, both good, right? Maybe Doc Rivers. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. He was a good basketball player. Shit, because I was going to say fucking Mark Jackson, but he, he... Coach a little bit, he never got like major props because he had Golden State before Steve Kerr. But you, we could say Steve Kerr because this motherfucker won championships and won championships as a coach too. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, because I mean Pat Riley was a coach too, but I mean I was a player also, and so so was Phil Jackson. So but was it Magic like, Johnson? A I think coach? they're both. Uh-huh. Magic, didn't he coach the Lakers at some point back in the days? Yeah, yeah that shit was trash. <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas, remember? He coached the Knicks. Trash. I think out of those three, like um, Isaiah, uh, Magic, and Larry Bird, I think Larry Bird was probably the best coach out of those three, even though he didn't win a championship. But when he coached the Pacers, they did decent. Yeah. 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 So, uh, next question. What should the next documentary be, be about? I don't know if you've seen this meme floating around. Should it be the LeBron James Heat years? The uh, Phil Jackson, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Laker years? The Golden State Warrior years? Or the uh, Popovich, Duncan, Spurs years? I would I would like to see the Phil with the Lakers because I want to see how you know he dealt with Jordan and Pippen. I want to see how he got Kobe and Shaq to uh, work together. I think Popovich is just like a fucking drill sergeant. You, you, he says one thing and everybody follows. Yeah, yeah, I but agree. I would, like, I would like to see that Lakers three P because they think they did a three P also. Yeah, they did one three P. And then they, they they tried to do a second, but they only won two out of three. So I would like to see that documentary, the Lakers one. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Um, I would like to see the Lakers. Um, that would be probably be the one I would like to see. Um, when they did, uh, if I, I wouldn't want to see LeBron, do I would probably see want to see Dwayne Wade because he also won with Shaq and LeBron. So I would like to see his two different things. Mm-hmm. Because he won with two different coaches too, Pat Riley and um, whatever, Spolstrom. Or even um, the Detroit 
Pistons. I, I would like to. I wouldn't mind a documentary on that team because they don't seem crazy. I would like to see Bill Lambeer, how he acted. They have one, bro. They like, have a 30 for 30 on the bad boys. Yeah, I think oh, I've yeah, seen that's it. that's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, those would probably be the ones I would like to see. Would, would be probably um, the Lakers with, with Shaq. Um, and then probably uh, one, one like a Dwayne Wade or something like that. Yeah, I... I think I agree. The Lakers would be the most interesting one, but you know, I think what makes like this series was about for me was about the stuff that I didn't know about the behind the scenes, like stuff that was going on. So, like when you think about Miami Heat and how I just would like to see how like that came about, how all of them like got when they got Bosh, LeBron, and then they kept Wade, obviously, because I always you always heard the rumors, right, that it was uh, Melo was supposed to be in the mix or was. Um, the idea of like getting all the quote unquote Cabana boys together was that ever in the mix in Miami? Like they were trying to get Chris Paul too or whatever. So that, yeah, I, I think that part would have been interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, they would have won like a few championships. But um, but then and then the Warriors that would have been interesting too. But that's not as interesting. And then I don't know for some reason I think the Spurs one would just be boring. Oh, <laughs> like how they play? how they like they? That's how they play, right? They're so, they're so good and old school that it's like kind of boring but yeah if, if, if I want to see a Spurs documentary I'll just watch the Hoosiers movie <laughs> uh, what do you call it I think we uh, asked this question before but at the end of the day was this documentary about Michael Jordan or about the Bulls in your opinion I think both it started off, it started off as a Bulls documentary Ended up being a Michael Jordan. I think it's Michael, Michael Jordan. I think it's Michael Jordan, but I also learned about Pippin, the money part. I didn't know. I also yeah, didn't but know. Look like a little bitch too. That that's what I'm saying. We we know like he gave up on that last game. Um, we also found out about Ramen. Even though we knew Ramen was crazy, but we didn't know that he he had to take like two days during the playoffs. Yeah. So we got to learn a little bit about. Probably those two players, Rodman, Pippen, um, everyone else. I mean, Kurt, they put some light on it. You know what I got to learn a lot? Phil Jackson. Just like how he gave them their space and how he was able to make them come together, which is pretty interesting. And like even the inside practice, I think that was the one. I forgot which episode. I think it was this week when Rodman left to the – he was pissed off that Rodman went to the – For the Monday Night Nitro. And then when they're all in the circle, he's pissed off at him, and you and you hear him. So learned a lot about Phil Jackson. Um, uh, yeah, well, it, yeah, that's what I learned. But yeah, it is a Michael Jordan documentary. But I mean, Michael Jordan could have just done it just him, and not even shed light on 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 the other people. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think it's more about Michael Jordan, but. You know, there were so many episodes centered on other people, but but it was around Michael Jordan, like you know, like he was still in that episode. So, um, I have a question I just thought of right now. So, when you think about them breaking up, right? You think about Michael Jordan being a dick to his teammates, Scottie Pippen having his own issues with management and causing a lot of shit. Like just focusing on the last year, Dennis Rodman being like this guy that would just leave. 
and not stick around and wasn't really reliable. The man, the uh, general manager who was had a chip on his shoulder, shoulder, and then the owner of the team who had his own like questionable actions. Who do you think, out of all of those people, was more to blame for the breakup at the end? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll go with Jerry Krause because he said it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's uh. He's made it sound like it's not the players who win championship. He says management, and from the get go, he's trying to be the. He was trying to be the man. Like everybody was talking about Jordan and the Bulls, and they won't say nothing about the general managers. Like, dude, play your position, stay in the back, do the trades that you got to do. Forget about everything else. You really just let the players do what they they get paid to do and win championships for your organization. So for me, I think it made Jerry Krause. And this fucked up because he passed away, so he can't really defend himself. You know what I'm saying? We can't see, we can't get his two cents on this. Because imagine if he was alive, hey, what more interested? What another character this would have added to this documentary? Like him talking, saying. I don't agree with Michael Jordan, this and that. Because he looked like he always wanted to be the last word on a conversation type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, th- I think it made Jerry Krause look like a dick. And it's just bad that he couldn't defend himself. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I agree with that. Like, Jerry Krause set the tone. But I keep on thinking about the owner who put him in there. Because yeah. especially when he knew that when the last season was coming, he had to step in and talk to Phil Jackson in order for him to sign for one more year. If he knew that the guy that was really causing a lot of problems, even though he set that whole team up because Jerry Krause was the person who set them up, then the owner should have been like, listen, I'd rather get rid of the general manager and have you guys come back than continue to keep the general manager because that's what Phil Jackson said. He said, I don't think it's fair to Jerry Krause after he told Phil Jackson, listen, I don't care if you win 82 games, you're not coming back. And then he fucking comes back because the owner said so. That would have caused more animosity, right? So so the owner should have been like, listen, I'll sign you another year and I'll get rid of this guy. But he didn't do it. So I think it all starts from the top. I think he has, because he has all the power at the end of the day. He could have gotten rid of anybody he wanted to. So True. Yeah, Yeah, I think Jerry Krause, for me, um, (laughs) Yeah, he fucked up in with the whole mentioning of that season. And then, like, they tried to backtrack to try to get Phil to come back, but it was already too late. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think he had the, like, Napoleon <laughs> syndrome that he wanted to be, I think, bigger than um, Michael Jordan and all that stuff and try to have more balls in him. So that's the reason why he did all that shit, but... Yeah, definitely for me, it has to go to him. All right. Oh, what do you call it? Have um, two more questions. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to meet Jordan in real life? Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would? Yeah, it's Michael I Jordan. Would... <laughs> I, I think would... that guy would be a dick. He would be a fucking big dickhead. He, even if he's a dick, I would still like to meet him. Yeah, I would. What about yeah. you, Al? I'd like to meet him. I met Ewan and he was a big dick. So. Yeah, Ewan's an uh, asshole. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was a fucking asshole. So, and I was one of his biggest fans, bro. So, what? Well, well, how'd that go down? You you saw him where? So the Walgreens here in Fort Lee, right? 
Uh, he used to live in Englewood Cliffs when he was playing for the Knicks. So I used to see him come all the time for prescriptions. And one time, Santi came to the store. A younger Santi asked for an autograph. And he told Santi, nah, little man, I don't do that. I was like, what? Wait, uh, <laughs> little kid asked for an autograph and he go ahead and front it. Like, something was amazed that he saw Patrick Ewing. And then I was like, damn, that fucked my shit up. Like, fuck you, bro. Like, what are you going to eat? But I would like to read Jordan, bro. Yeah, you know what? When I was working at the CVS in Fort Lee, same shit happened. Not to me, but someone I know. And the exact same thing. They asked him for an autograph and he's like, I don't do that. Yeah. And I was yeah. Fucking dick. So, yeah, man. Uh, Jordan, would that, Jordan, and I wouldn't even ask for an autograph. I'd be like, yo, I just want to shake your hand. You're the motherfucking man, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, the way he uh, Jordan is, that motherfucker would probably be like, yo, get the fuck away from me. Because <laughs> he probably gets... Like, if you think about it, too, like, um, just to play devil's advocate, like, people like him, especially, people go up to him probably all the time. They probably get tired of that shit. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so then he's he's also, a, he could be a dick, too. Oh, man, probably rip you apart. I would do it with cameras around, like, that he can't be a dick. <laughs> and um, the last question I have is just overall question. One out of ten. What would you give the documentary? Damn. Eleven. Eleven. All right. Um, I have, like I said before, I think it was the best sports documentary I think I've ever seen. So I'll give it a ten. All right. I'll give it a ten. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a ten also. I think it was pretty well done. Very well done. Yeah. You, you think they'll do yeah, another one? Like, uh, like maybe like a hidden episode that they may have. I heard something Obama's about that features? recently, right? Didn't you hear that shit? No, that they're I gonna do like, yeah, I don't know what it's about, but yeah, I heard they're doing like a quote unquote sequel to it. I don't know if it's like a one episode, one documentary sequel to it, but yeah, maybe it's about his later years. I don't know. Probably good. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how it goes. So, any any but, other uh, stuff? Any other? T- Thoughts or whatever before we we wrap this bitch up. Al, you got any questions? Nah, man. Uh, we, I think we said everything one through ten. Uh, all the episodes um, we got into in depth details. Um, I just like the way they put put Jordan always with a cut of whiskey and a cigar. Like this motherfucker couldn't look any cooler, man. He only all he had to do was wear a suit and he'll be James Bond or something, bro. Because this dude. I think I want to start smoking cigars now because of him, bro. Just don't wear those big suits. Yo, that motherfucker, yo, he loves Cuban women. Did you notice that? I think his um, ex-wife is, yeah, his ex-wife was half Cuban and now his wife now is full Cuban. Because he's in Florida. His first wife was was, uh, Dominican too, bro. Oh, was she Dominican? I thought she was Cuban. His second wife now, she's like a model or Cubana. Yeah, he met her, like, in a party or some shit. She was dancing there. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah, you know who I'm on, right? I'm MJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what a cigar. <laughs> Look at my rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now, man, uh, these are these are documentaries I could keep me watching and pick 
new stuff out of like what I didn't see. And that's why I enjoy it. It's going to go on to Netflix hopefully next year. So we will go from there, fellas. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I, I think um, for the next um, podcast, yo, the the Undertaker documentary, I, I just gotta go see it. But yeah. that looks like a good idea. We we could do just one episode of the whole series. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll do one once it wraps up. I think it's Al said five episodes. Uh, so far, it's been each episode's been based on a a WrestleMania. I think starting two thousand seventeen. But yeah. But just um, make sure you guys get questions. Um, anyone else who has comments, thoughts, or whatever from the last dance, be sure to send it to us. Chileta Bros. Yeah. Go ahead, Mel. Yo, so I know I asked about those. Um, what the next documentary should be with basketball. But in sports in general, is there like a story in sports that you wish they would do a documentary about or a person or a team that they haven't? Hmm. Oh, I want to see Jeter's story, bro. That's a good one. Derek G. Derek G. I wanted to see someone who has struggle. Someone, someone with a struggle, like, uh, like you know, like the, like the Nicky Jam shit. Like that motherfucker did so many things, and you, he made it. So, like the Aaron Hernandez yeah. one was great. Like that was a great documentary. Oh. Um, that was a good one. So I would like to do one. I mean, I would like to do one. I would like to see one based on, like, uh, a sports guy who probably went through a lot of shit, but then... Oh, so, so that was Strawberry. That was Strawberry. I wouldn't mind watching. Um, yeah, he could have been the greatest. So, yeah, that was Strawberry would be a good one. That's a good one that I could think of right now. I, I, I think they've done one, but Steinbrenner. I think they've done one, though, about him, right? Not that he struggled, but just his story about buying the Yankees in the 70s and everything. I don't know. Is he like, I don't huh? know. I'm not uh, sure if they did uh, one. Yeah, maybe it was a 30 for 30 or a Yankees documentary, but I remember, like, you know, he bought the Yankees in the 70s, and then, like, he went through a lot of, like, managers. He kept on, like, firing them, and he took a couple back and then fired them again. And, you know, because I think, right, like, the 80s, they didn't win anything, right? The whole 80s, they won championships in the 70s they went through a drought in the 80s and then the 90s they won again yeah or yeah. well, even maybe one on to to will be exciting um but yeah but i said that strawberry would be a good one um Derek Joe jeter would be Tana. great because he has biracial but i don't know if he went through a lot of struggle but who knows who uh jeter jeter yeah but we want to see his like his upbringing, see if he's really competitive. Cause some for some reason they pick him to be a, a, a thing for jumpman also in the Jordan company. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jordan will pick any just anybody, you know, to go on his company. True. So he sees the. I think these select few that he picks to represent jumpman. He sees something in them that he's trying himself. I that's me just talking from the outside. And I would like to see how Jeter, you know. How you grew up in Florida, you know, the biracial family, like you said, Lee, and stuff like that. So, yeah, he probably had no struggles, but we don't know if he did have struggles, like, in high school or, like, when he was in college and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Or how about A-Rod and his fucking steroids and shit like that? Like, we could do a story on him. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind watching one on Tiger Woods. They mm. say that's probably the next one. I wouldn't mind watching like one on him. 
Yeah, yeah he's the first the black top. golf player. Yeah, oh, do you think, uh, like, that one for Tom Brady, that might be good, but I don't know if they'll go back to, because, I mean, he wasn't, when he was drafted, they didn't think nothing of him, right? Like, I don't know how he was as a college player. He was yeah. sucks. He was sucks. I heard him on Howard Stern. But, oh, yeah? Yeah, he went, but he did a lot like Jordan. Like, he um he's not uh he's not a gifted athlete. He's mm. he's just fucking worked super fucking hard, Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, super I got a hard. random question. Mm-hmm. What what do you think of that uh, Mike Tyson and Holyfield coming back to box? So is that true or is that a rumor? I yeah, think that's, that's a rumor, rumor. but I, I, they were making that shit up because of Tyson saying I'm back. But you know. I heard that he, what he's fifty three and that he was looking to getting a license or some shit. Yeah, because I got an alert saying about a charity. He's like, I won't mind doing a three round exhibition with Holyfield. But Holyfield's like four or five years older than him, bro. Like, really? Uh, well, Holyfield looks good <laughs> in his shape. Yeah, but Tyson looks fucking great. I got, I know. What about- I got a feeling that Holyfield's probably been still like boxing since he retired. Because remember, he retired late. And, you know, Tyson, I mean, Tyson went through all the drug stuff. So, Holyfield's probably better in fighting shape. I don't know, but we'll see when we what get about there. A, Go ahead. What about uh, Floyd Mayweather? Documentary about him. I wouldn't mind one. I wouldn't mind one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to watch that. Yeah, I don't know his background, so. But let's wrap this bitch up. Um, like you said, uh, thank you, Milton, for hosting the podcast for The Last Dance. Uh, we talked all basketball. We went into some other stuff. Uh, eventually, in the future, we'll probably do the wrestling one, any other docu-series that we could do, or even TV. I would like to do a podcast just on music. We don't really talk about music enough. And, I mean, we grew up on music. So, I would like to do one just based on music and different genres and all that stuff. But we'll figure that out as time goes by. But, um... Anything for you guys before we uh, head out? No, man. You know, I'm good. We spoke about all 10 episodes. Uh, Milton, thank you for the questions. Uh, To all our fans, this was a special edition of the podcast. Looking back into the 10 episodes of The Last Dance. Uh, Next week, we'll come back with our regular episode 109. Um, We're still trying to figure out what studio. But yeah, man. Great, great two-part episode on the ten parts of the documentary. All right, cool. So, anyways, we out. You let the brothers peace. Our biggest storage event just got stronger. The Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. Get the exclusive 77-inch Husky welded I-beam steel shelving for just 179 bucks. It now holds up to 10,000 pounds. Plus, it's the only steel shelving with a full lifetime warranty. Find more Husky Steel shelving online at homedepot.com. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Limited time only. Vent and dates vary by store. Claim based on 2,500 pounds per shelf when evenly distributed. See store for details.